So many things I've been carrying, trying to hold on to my own life while dying on the inside. And all the while you keep calling out for me, promising. Feel them up with your plans. 
coming from the No Sponsorship Studios, this is Buddy Walk with Jesus, where real life and the kingdom of God connect. Now, your hosts, Joe and Edgar. Father God, I thank you for the opportunity to reflect, to think back on all the things you've done, Father, to take account so that our testimonies would be true, that we'd be able to reflect and not exaggerate, but really visit what you've done. That means taking a look at the lovely and the unlovely that occurred, the things that make us laugh and the things that make us cry, the things that embarrass us and the things that make us feel joy. Father God, I thank you for all of these because somehow in the midst of all this, you take time to prove our character, to refine us, to make us as unblemished gold, to remove the impurities as we lean into you and talk to you and reflect with you and get upset with you and cry and vent and whatever we need to do so that we could see for ourselves who we really are before you. But most of all, that we can come and trust you. I pray right now for every every listener for this to happen not only now but in the days to come the years to come and in the time that remains before your coming we thank you for this opportunity to be in your presence and make every single moment count in jesus name amen What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Buddy Walk with Jesus. Before we get started, I want you guys to know two things. As always, you are prayed for and you are loved deeply. Welcome to the first episode of 2021. We want to take a look back this week at this last year, uh, what it's meant to us, what it's been like for the both of us, the obligatory year in review episode. But Instead of focusing on the 10-year epic that has been 2020, we want to focus on God and reflect on the growth and changes that have taken place over the last year. We want to stop and take a minute here at the top to say, by the grace of God, this show, this ministry is in a much different place than it was a year ago. This community has seen so much growth over the last year that it's still a little awe-inspiring. If memory serves me correctly, our audience a year ago consisted of our wives and our loyal listeners in Ireland, who were, in fact, our first international listeners. Now, we're in over 20 countries and actually reach more ears internationally around the world than we do in the United States which doesn't serve to show how good or talented we are, but that God can and will use anyone, no matter how average or unassuming they may be. This year has also seen us come into a wonderful partnership with Eternity Ready Radio. For those of you that don't know, Eternity Ready is a Christian media company that has a radio, podcast, and TV platform where we air uh, every Thursday at 7 p.m. Central. So regardless of how you find us every week, we want to say we appreciate you. 
We appreciate your membership in this community. Um, and we encourage you to get involved. The Discord link is down in the episode description. Uh, you can also shoot us an email at prayer at buddywalkwithjesus.com if you need some prayer. Our prayer team is ready and waiting. Our goal for this year is to continue fighting the good fight and to use this ministry, to use this platform to push forward the kingdom of God, spreading the necessity for intimacy in relationship with him. For me, 2020 can be summed up as a year of development. Like many of you, a lot of stuff has happened this year. From my house, we've been through a lot. Our newlywed year being the year of a pandemic. Our church shut down, started a church group, and had to see our way through quite a few medical issues, just to name a few. I entered into the 2020 already having been asking the question, okay, so what now? This existence has to be more than just slogging through this life to get to the next. But not really understanding all of what that meant. And through this podcast, through this ministry, through the relationships in my life, through the good and the bad, God has started showing me and continues to show me just how three-dimensional our existence and our relationship with him truly is. You know, I keyed into something that you had said during the prayer, Edgar. You guys have heard us say, don't live your life in rewind, that you can get caught in the trap of living in reverse. However, we have been granted a true blessing from our God. We have the cognitive ability to be able to reflect. Now, I understand that sometimes reflection isn't necessarily fun. Reflecting on a year or a season of time that's been challenging and has forced growth is absolutely important. Yeah, there is a big, big difference between, like you said, living your, I think you said living your life in the past. I don't remember the phrasing. You don't want to have your house. Living life and rewind. That's it. Living life and rewind. I knew it was more catchy than what I said. Um, you can't have your, your home in the past. But if you look at the past, it can help you move forward. And you, you really need the Lord to help you with that. Because it can really act as a way, a guide on how to avoid obstacles where you may have failed in the past. By acknowledging them and seeing where you wind up going astray and being shipwrecked. But also take time to rejoice those things too. The past doesn't have to always be bad. Right. One thing I say a lot when I teach is the only true failures that happen in life are when something happens and you don't learn from it. Teachable moments are important. Now, in slightly different framing, the true failures happen when something happens and you don't spend time with God in it. To sum up what you said earlier, 
and what we've talked about previously. God is in all of it. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the indifferent. I made the joke before we went live. I made the joke during this episode of this year being a 10-year-long epic. And I think for a lot of people, it's easy to get caught up in this mode of thinking that nothing good has come from this year, that we need to just erase this year from the record books. Here's the truth. In many different forms, at different points, myself included, guys, people have been confronted with the depth of relationship we are called into with God. And that relationship extends beyond a place, a routine, a checklist, a building, a point of view, or political figure. This year, the entire way I view church was challenged, broken, and reassembled. This year, many of those aspects that have become crutches, or dare I say, idols, for some, have been taken away. So, what does that leave you with? A spotlight that's illuminated some really awkward places for a lot of people. Having satire for me is second nature. I have a quick wit and a silver tongue sometimes, to a fault, I'll admit. But jokes aside, comedy aside, the status quo has been challenged and turned on its head this year. Yeah, that's exactly the first thing I wanted to talk about, how the church has changed. Um, and I think on an individual level, we need to look at this because that's the best way to reflect, right. not how people have done things, but how has it affected us? We got to see this year how, with what kind of passion we pursue God as far as church goes, what kind of um I want to say emphasis, but it's like what kind of life we put into it. What kind of I'm thinking of a V word, and I don't know if Viv is the one I'm thinking of. But are we pursuing God with some kind of um, passion or pursuit now that we don't have the church as a safety net or the church meeting as a safety net? Do we still continue as part of a fellowship or not? You know, I'm not sure how other churches have gone through the issue. Um, I've been attending a micro church, which meets at homes. There are a bunch of little ones that come together on a monthly basis as one large group. But did people decide, oh, now I don't have to go, so I don't have to do the church thing, or I'll just watch something online. Um, but the, the thing is, was that the pursuit of God? And, you know, we could still meet in a body, in a location, a central location, and still miss this point. Are we meeting God for a specific time period? And, of course, you do this throughout the day. You can do the whole thing throughout the day, every day of the week. But was this an opportunity for people to say, you know what, church isn't necessary. I'm doing just fine. Or, you know what, I really miss seeing my brothers and sisters. You know, I miss so-and-so. So we get to reflect on what the church has meant to us as a connected body. Now, for many people, generally there's more than one Christian in a family, uh, but not always the case. But So you have a community of believers you may have in the household, so you're still the church body there. 
But for those who would be individuals, maybe college kids, oh, I want to say college kids, that would date me, college people. <laughs> and then, um, you know, single people um, who don't have any roommates, this, you know, it may have been more difficult. You know, it may have been more difficult for the, for the uh, family, for the ones who said, see, I told you we didn't need church, you know. Um, so there's, there's a big reflection point. But what did we find out about God during this time? Because this was a, a pivotal time in human history for us. The whole globe shut down, basically, and came under a lockdown. So that is an interesting question. Uh, so the, one of the other things that happened is that the unrest that came in America. Uh, and I'm thinking specifically of George Floyd's murder, but also, all the other people who died because of that one incident, too, which it's not really reflected upon. I think there were over 30 deaths. The last one I remember, I think, was 32, but it could have been more. Unnecessary. Um, but the country got to see what happens when emotions can uh, overcome I don't want to say common sense that's not the right word and i don't want to say logic because that's not the right word but can come over can overcome um rational thought might be a better choice um how do you affect change without having to um set fires and riot and act accidentally or intentionally kill somebody um well scientifically speaking the brain has to choose between the logical thought process and the emotional thought process they those are two different parts of the brain and i know i know one of the hosts is starting to get into science and stuff like that but i love my god and i know that my god gave us science so i have no problem quoting science um those are two different parts of the brain that fire at that time okay um so as far as far as church goes right we both have uh i'm gonna call them unique church stories of where we're at currently as far as churches go and all of that kind of stuff but i'm really curious because you guys aren't like a, a formulated church entity like a lot of people would think when they hear church so did you guys in the midst of lockdowns and quarantines and all of the hubbub did you guys move to a digital space or did you guys keep meeting or did you guys take a hiatus well what happened was in the early part we met digitally as everybody was trying to understand what was going you know at one point they thought two million people were going to die um, but that didn't happen. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Um, and so we went to it. And then after a while, we started meeting in homes because we're set up by, I'm going to call them little satellite churches, little micro churches that meet in, in different neighborhoods in, in North Carolina. Okay. Uh, so then we would meet and it's usually tops 10 people in a home or something because when you start to get a little bit larger than that the dynamic changes oh yeah people don't start speaking and letting other people speak and you know it just becomes something that's not as i'm going to use the pun not not intended homey it doesn't become so homey 
Um, but we have a meal afterwards. We have a lunch, and everybody participates in bringing something. So I'm 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 well known for my fabulous seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but then right now, as uh, North Carolina is under more strict um, restrictions, it's gone back to digitally. Um, you do lose a lot, and believe it or not, it can be more draining than getting up out of your car, getting up out of bed, going to the car, getting and going someplace. You know, and all the stuff that comes with that. I mean, there is a certain energy that comes from meeting people, saying hi, getting to see, you know, the whole uh, body expression or body language, I should say. The dynamic, God meant us to be relational, yeah. period. And this kind of stuff, the masks disturb me because you no longer see people's mouths. You know, you start, you no longer get to see them as a person communicating to you right. it's almost like the, i don't know there was i think there was and this is way before your time and it was a twilight zone episode and i can't remember if they were missing mouths as a kid i saw something like that and that was so, so disturbing but so there was the definitely a twilight zone episode with people with no mouths i grew up on twilight zone and the outer limits with my old band wow. so yeah no i'm well i'm well versed <laughs> yeah so this whole we're, we're meant to communicate we're meant to be in each other's presence because that gives us an idea of who god is believe it or not yeah. as a matter of fact in revelations it talks about the nations in heaven worshiping god together you know how not only people would think packed that is it's going to be really packed but how bonding it is and everybody's probably in a close proximity even more than we would expect before the uh, lockdowns, before COVID was an issue and before social distancing. So our church has managed to do very well. And as a matter of fact, a lot of churches have reached out to them about taking that same model and using it for their church. But it does take effort. Um, and there's a lot of, I don't want to say management, but there's a lot of connecting with people to make sure all the individual ones are growing and they're okay and any needs and all that stuff. So there's sort of that close-knit and then there's a larger community kind of thing going on. So there's two layers. That's, um, yeah, that's, uh, I can only imagine an undertaking when you consider that you've got a whole network of of individual versions more or less of where our group has been um for those and honestly it, it hasn't been that long since we had this conversation the last time but it's worth repeating in a reader's digest version because so many of you have joined um since then that um this 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 past year has been a lot of learning how to manage a church plant um after our church shut down the last sunday was the sunday before the initial lockdown in the united states happened and then we kind of banded together as a collection of the saints over zoom and then one week we got together 
and we all realized every single thing that was missing out of the group for all of the time that we were meeting meeting digitally but um jokes aside though one thing i have i have learned this year has been a very big education point for me is really truly understanding the depths of what church is and what it's intended to be and i don't just mean the building i don't just mean the sunday service i mean the whole idea the whole concept of the collection of the saints what church really is what it started the whole nine yards and little did i know when i was urged to start reading the book of acts that everything that has happened since the beginning of the year would have happened you know what i mean i understand there's a lot of facets about this year where people would say that exact same statement no idea january 1 that the world that existed january 1 would be gone and totally changed uh so i i understand that's that's kind of, that could kind of be the catchphrase of 2020 you never saw it coming but for me I, I look at I look at January and I look at where I was. I was working uh, with the church that I was attending at the time's worship team. Um, I, I was doing sound and all of that, and God was 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 showing me um, the necessity of working as part of a Christian team to help um, help keep the church the wheels the wheels moving, sort of thing. Like you know, serving and and keep all of the that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and for me that in and of itself was was something that God needed to a, a teachable moment that God had to have with me to even start there. And then it just was this thing of like, you know, hold on. You're you're in you're in the training phase. This whole thing's about to change and 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 you're this this training period's going to make a whole lot of sense here here in a little bit. And then COVID happened, and then the church shut down, and then we started coming together as a collection of the saints, and then decided to actually actively pursue turning this thing into a church plant. And like, just the, I mean, there's organizational things, there's, there's spiritual things, there's all kinds of things that go into trying to take an active approach of, um, formulating a, a, a church and i don't just mean that in the you know legal church entity sort of sort of way i mean that in a actually accepting the roles of what is called upon people that are starting a church and again that you look to the book of acts for the original days the early days of what the church looked like and that's one of the things that made, that kind of triggered the actual moving pro thought process towards that is you know i looked around at the group that we had the eclectic group that we had where that none of us some some people knew each other from college and all of that but mostly it was it was new relationships that that had budded and i look at the i look at the paradigm around us and how we're all growing and i'm like man this looks more like the book of church or the book of acts than it does uh the american church you got to take it take a second and take and take notice of that kind of thing 
little did I know what God had in store after that point. You know what I mean? And and there has been there has been growing pains, there has been ridiculousness, there has been all kinds of things that have happened since since then. But um we have because of schedules, because of injuries, because of all kind all manner of nonsense, we haven't been able to come together as a collection of the saints. And that's the one thing that I've noticed about this is that no other way anytime that I've gone to any other church service group anything have I felt this thing of having a separation away from them like if I missed a Sunday I missed a Sunday God doesn't keep a God doesn't keep attendance it's fine you know what I mean it really wasn't a big deal but but being away from my church family that's the emphasis on family you know what I mean it's not just a place it's not just a time that kind of thing and that's reflective of God. That's not that's not to glorify the people. That's to glorify God and in and, and showing himself more and more to me, to us in different ways and things like that. I say all that to say to go back to the point of this is a year that I know has been marred in a lot of grief and a lot of nonsense and a lot of turmoil and a lot of things. But when you look at it honestly, this is a prime this year is a prime example of being able to see god through the nonsense to be able to glorify god through all of the white noise and and the nonsense yeah there's um there's a, a phrase occam's razor for for people who may not be aware with that it just basically states that the simpler simplest explanation is usually the best one right and you know this is a year where people would say why doesn't god do anything oh why why is god allowing it or why god this or why god that and to me the simplest answer for that is because god knows and that's it right. period god knows and do we find a way to be comfortable in that do we find a way to understand the peace that that can bring and i say this and it's really hard because certain people's circumstances might be a lot worse or a lot harder um you know different parts of the world are suffering to a greater degree right um so what does peace look like for them and what does the treasure of knowing that god is aware mean i had uh my wife was talking to me about um the impression she had got uh, when she was hearing someone's story that God was in the room with this person who was going through a tr terrible thing ordeal and he was collecting her tears and crying along with her you know why wouldn't God just stop it there's a lot of good reasons why and I can give you good reasons why he would but God knows the whole situation and he knows what the perfect solution is. And sometimes knowing that you have somebody with you is all you need to not feel alone. Sometimes knowing that your pain can be expressed without reservation or restriction there's, there's a lot of good reasons why things occur the way they do. And um, the thing is, what are we looking to get out of where we're at? 
you know, we've had a lot of things happen in the year, some good, some not so good. But God is always looking for people to have vision of who he is. Yeah. And that's the vision that allows you not to perish, not to get swept away by the waves, not to um, be lost in the dark soul of the night. So intimacy, and we've we've done it from day one. We've always talked about intimacy with God is going to be key for any Christian to mature. If you want to be that mustard seed that grows into that large tree where the birds of the air make a nest that Jesus spoke of, it's going to be through intimacy. You have to come out of that seed and come up into the light. Not only that, you have to endure the hardships of the world around you to grow deep roots so that the storms cannot knock you over. So these are things that are very important. So that basically speaks of trials. Um, everybody would like a prosperous life. Everybody would like a life of wealth. Everybody, But that doesn't give you God you know as a matter of fact that may be what I, we talked about a couple episodes an antichrist thing yeah but you'll have that instead of God so as we go through the reflection of the year before or the year that's passing I should say we can take a look and say where were we at our lowest can we say now, looking back at this point in time, that God knows what was going on during that time and I can have peace with it so that we don't live life in rewind, we don't build our house in the past, but we use it to get closer to God? The more we study ourselves, the more we're going to need to study God. Um, it's the only way you're going to get a sane picture of yourself um, because otherwise you'll be a narcissist or you'll be um, depressed or some people have well, I'm trying to think of that negative they're very pessimistic about themselves um, nihilistic nihilistic okay and um, so our our relationship with God over this past year what was it like and if we can walk through it month by month as things change and arrive to this point, how were we responding to God? Were we open? Did we have failures that made us feel like losers? Or did we have challenges that we overcame? If we feel like a loser, that's okay because we're being honest. So, But what are we going to do with it? God knows. God knows what we should do with it. And he can tell us, you know, we talk about we talk about the impact that we've had uh, or that that we've experienced rather as U.S. citizens, as you know, our perspective here in the United States. I would so be fascinated to hear the point of view of a believer in another part of the country that has experienced a different version of the last 12 months that have occurred and all of that kind of stuff. Um, Joe at buddywalkwithjesus.com. Reach out to us. Um, we we want to have a conversation and be able to um, have 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 a talk with uh, a brother or sister in the Lord um, from another part of the country and be able to discuss 
the last 12 months. There's also going to be um, a link, as there is in every episode um, description of the show. If you're listening on the radio, um, you can find us all major platforms. Um, you can find the show, and in every single episode's episode description, you'll be able to find a link to our Discord server. I promise it doesn't bite. If Edgar here could figure out how to join, any of you can. Yeah, it took me two weeks, but I figured it out. <laughs> So and it's also on buddywalkwithjesus.com. Yeah, the link is also on buddywalkwithjesus.com. So um not not to take the opportunity for a cheap plug on the show, but I feel like for me personally, God blessed me with most of 2019 to get ready for 2020. Because so much nonsense happened on it happened in 2020 as a whole let alone um losing uh my aunt my stepfather and a very good friend of mine uh all within month to month to month of each other i feel like god helped start these seeds that were that were planted from different people and different like different avenues instilled these seeds in me that God started really cultivating to help train me to be able to rely on him. Um, you know, you guys have heard me quote that all things are possible through Christ who gives me strength. And the fact that we serve a God that's like, nah, I got this. It's in his strength that we can depend on. That's the thing that I walk away from this year saying is thank god i'm not in control thank god i don't have to be in control of this nonsense and everything that's going on and that it's not by my will that my life is dictated and i can uh, and i i have to hang my hat on that there's something there there's something greater that i can hang my hat on you know what i mean and i know it's 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 easy to point out in a year like this but this is a good reminder that in the good times and the bad times regardless of whether or not it's a year from you know a, a sci-fi novel um that 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 we still we still have victory we still have something greater than we could ever be or could imagine or could be responsible for that's a praise god moment and for those that were paying attention this year i fundamentally believe that god took this opportunity not created this opportunity in some weird noah's ark sort of situation but but took took advantage of an opportunity to reveal himself to those that were paying attention this year. It, that's in Romans eight twenty eight. For God works all things together for good for them that are called according to his purpose and love him. Yeah. Um, there, there was a thought that you said. You said 2019 prepared you for 2020. If we keep that thought, 2020 will prepare you for 2021. And this is everybody, not just Joe. So we have an interesting time in our lives to be able to go into um, asking the Lord, 
how does he want us to prepare for the year ahead? Um, and looking back may give us some evidence as to why. Now, a lot of people struggled financially. And for some people, that's a struggle all the time. It was nothing new under the sun for them. Um, but some had a, I want to say an emotional, I don't want to say breakdown, but an emotional letdown of what finances were, what a safety net um, they had in savings and, you know, missing the paycheck. So these, these were real issues that people faced that they didn't face before in their, in their lives. And um, what did they do with that? How did they respond? You know, what was their reaction? Were they able to trust God? Were they not? You know, so how do they grow into a intimacy with the Lord with that? That's going to be a, something that does take reflection on. And you do speak to God about it and have him just really say, Lord, here's my heart. I don't understand what this mess is. Right. Can you help me figure out where I'm falling short? Oh, you know, let me know where I did right, because I don't see that I did anything right. And I'll give you an example of this. This is this is going back 2017. I was watching a Christian program and the guy prayed a prayer. Um, where he asked this young teen, and just a little quick backdrop of her story, is she was um, being sold for or peddled for as a prostitute, um, probably 16, 17. Um, but this guy who's Christian was talking to her, and he was able, you know, I think through the Holy Spirit, keep off the guys who would be termed a pimp and the other guys that were with her. Because he was talking to her about the things of the Lord. So, and he asked her a question, you know, just close, you know, what did you want to do with your life? And she didn't really have an idea, but he says, okay, I tried this prayer, you know, um, God show me what you want me to do with my life and go with the first thing that pops in. Now, it's super simple. You don't have to think too hard or anything or come up with what's the right or good suggestion, just whatever. And, pops into your mind so she did and she said she wanted to be a cook and then she um had an uncle who was back on the mainland because he was in hawaii um who said that he wanted to help her um start a dining what do you call it, a dining business a dining restaurant and she went on to do that and really excelled in having a good quality life from that now, I went and did that. I wanted that prayer because I felt like I don't know what I'm doing for the Lord. <clears throat> and so I prayed the same prayer. And I didn't hear a specific thing like she heard that was like, I want to say a vocation, like a job or something to do. I heard the Lord say, love me. Now, I my initial thought was, oh, that's just my voice speaking. Um, you know, because it seems so so rudimentary so very basic you know and everyone will say oh, of course i love the lord but when we get into delve into what it means to love the lord does it the, does what we do really hold up to what we are reflected on excuse me and i realize you know the lord's telling me this because he wants me to go deeper not because i don't love him but he wants to be loved more and I have certain barriers that are unknown to me 
that are keeping me from loving him more. And one of those things might be uh, a work uh, demand, um, right. busyness. So whatever that is, but it was a very simple statement. And from that statement, other things came along the way that was allowing me to do things. One of which is this podcast. Now this podcast didn't happen right away after that. It was, I would say, um, year, 18 months, something after that. So it's not like an overnight thing. And we should expect that because God wants to do things along the way. And when we go through trials, and my brother reminded me of this, when we go through trials, it's sometimes so that God gives, builds the character in us that will withstand being in a place of blessing. And by that, I mean, you don't go and say, oh, I'm going to take this blessing. I got all this money now. I got this nice car, nice home. No. You, your character is not distorted by whatever blessings come along with what God wants you to do. And mind you, there may not be any blessings, but your character will be able to withstand things like temptation, like lust. You know, if you're out ministering and someone is like being, I'm going to say weirdly attracted to you, don't do that. Don't even initiate that because that's taken away from what God is doing in your life. But if you, through the trials, build up the muscles you need to stay pure in everything, finances, um, sexual, um, your mind, everything, stay pure in everything, you'll be the man or woman that God can use for his kingdom in a mighty way. And you may not see that until the other side, but God knows. This year, I experienced a first as a husband. Um, and Edgar, I know that you've had this similar experience, and I know for many men, um, you'll know what I'm talking about when I say this. Um, I had the first experience of rushing my wife to the emergency room. Um, let me tell you, if you've never experienced that, um, man, that's a sobering moment on a lot of levels. And, and as I'm praying through this whole situation and all of that, two questions are coming to mind. Do you know me? Yeah, of course. Yes, most, most Christians, if, you, if they know God, they'll be like, yeah, I know God. Do you trust me? Oh, that's a different, that's a different question. That's an entirely different question. And I think that that question could be a byline of this year for my, for my journey with, with God is um, learning what it means to actually wholly trust God, right? Because for, for guys, there's not, you know, you're, you're hitting at the upper echelon of, of um, significant people, significant relationships in a guy's life, obviously with the wife, you're hitting at the upper echelon at the very top of the mountain. And then you look at that and you're like, okay, before I ever loved her, God loved her. And for anything that I can love her, God can love her exponentially more. And so trusting in the character of God was the only choice that 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 was it and that's 
for Christians a very important place to recognize that um, life doesn't always play by the rules. Man, we learned that this year. Um, but in all things, in all things, it is Christ who gives us strength. No weapon, none, no whatsoever, no weapon forged against us shall prosper. And that is that is scripture that needs to be written on your heart. That is that is scripture that needs to be held in in incredible um, with incredible intention because you don't always get the chance. You don't always get the opportunity to crack open your Bible, right? Not every single situation calls for the ability to be able to crack open your Bible right then and there and be able to search out the appropriate scripture and all of those kinds of things. And that that's coming from somebody who I've never been one to, to really um, proclaim the virtues of memorizing scripture. That's never really been my deal. Partly because of the way my brain operates, uh, memorization is hard for me. And, and, and I've kind of always fallen back on that as an excuse. And then this year, I realized, man, when you're running to the ER, you don't necessarily have time to grab your Bible, grab this or that. It's in that moment. It's an immediate thing. And so that's my version from this year of a teachable moment where I learned that we are blessed with the ability um, to have an educator, to have um, uh, a teacher, that a guide with us on a regular basis, that when we are in these moments, in the thick of things that we can turn to and we can have this, the, the, the gospel to speak over the, the situation at that time. And I've, I came into this year I guess believing in prayer, it's not like I never, it's not like I didn't believe in prayer, but I definitely sold it short. I definitely sold short the power of prayer. And I realized um, very overtly this year that prayer is communication that works. It's not about, it's not about um, rubbing the magic lamp and getting all of your wishes and praying exactly the right things to have exactly what the, the exactly the right things happen. That's uh, not how God works. But the importance of all of these individual things that add to this greater relationship, this greater intimacy and this holy place that God calls us in, in him, all have kind of uh, aligned for me this year. And that's my prayer for the church. For all of you listening, um, regardless of what I know, I know that there are some, there are some really um, sorrowful stories, horror stories that are a byproduct of this year. I know that not all of you listening came out of this year unscathed. That's the truth. But the one thing that 
I personally feel, and then Edgar, I'd like to kick it to you to get your two cents and your version of this. For me, the one thing that I, I, I so feel needs to be said, wrapping up this year and looking at it in the rearview mirror, is that we are so blessed to have victory. Victory outside of present circumstance. Well, I have to dig deep into my pockets for two cents. Um, this year was not a mistake. No matter what you went through, God knew. Right. And that may sound off-putting to some people, but if you think of it in the natural, it will remain off-putting. When you see what God tells us, and we did this the last couple episodes, we win because God wins. Yep. We overcome because God has overcome. Amen. He's already overcome 2020. There's a phrase that's always being quoted, this too shall pass. We do not have to worry that God is against us. He is for us. So who can be against us? There is a hope in God that cannot be found in nature. It cannot be found in people. And it's a hope that touches eternity. Without him, you live in darkness. With him, you have total light. Don't long for the darkness. When Adam and Eve ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they did something extraordinary that we don't realize. They already knew good because God said everything was good. They didn't have evil. They only knew that evil wasn't good, so they wanted it. They were tempted to it. And that good that was mixed with that evil has always played with us back and forth in making us the child tossed between the storm waves, always longing for something that we're never reaching for or never able to reach is what I should say. So with the understanding that we've accepted as a human race to include evil as part of our knowledge, it is a very distracting thing. This is why God is always saying to look to him. I am the way, the truth, the life, truth. We need him more now than ever to a greater degree. We need to go deeper and more fuller and surrender far more than we have ever before. Because this year has taught us things can change very quickly and we do not have control of it. So with that, I'm going to close out in prayer. Father God, I thank you for the opportunity to be in your presence. Right now, Father, I lift up each and every listener. Father, it's almost as if I can see their faces. How they long to pour out their souls to you, their hearts, their minds, their frustrations, and they seek for you to fix it all, Father. And they long for it to be quick so that the pain doesn't last. And sometimes we need the pain to last so that we can understand things far greater than we would have without it. That you're going to walk with us because you're teaching us to trust you, your wisdom. Father, it's not cowardice to admit that we are at the end of ourselves and we have no place left and we turn to you. That's reality. 
Father, I pray for each one who feels that way now, that you would supernaturally let them know that you are with them, that they would feel your presence, and they would honor and glorify you by going deeper into you, Father, that they would hide themselves in you, that they would not be afraid to hold on to you, Father, that you would cover them and hide them from the indignation that's to come, that they would find safety in your shadow that is not a darkness, but a covering. I thank you for the opportunity to pray for each of these people, Father. Right now, those that are under life-threatening circumstances, Father, that you would deliver them from those that want to take their lives, whether spirit or whether physical. In Jesus' name, I commend them to you for your protection. In Jesus' name, I thank you. I thank you for each and every listener. Each one you adore, and they are precious and loved by you. There is no greater one that they can be loved by than you. I thank you for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to Buddy Walk with Jesus. For more information, check us out at BuddyWalkWithJesus.com. Look for us on Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a review. You can also find us on Discord at the Buddy Walk community for prayer and fellowship. And lastly, if you check out the episode description, We have a listener support link and we would love your support for this ministry. As always, know that you are prayed for and know that you are loved.